This is fan fiction only. Vader Scrooge and the Ghost of Sithmas Yet to Come by Leannikin Skywalker Vast Castle, Vigen, Vader's Private Study December 25th in the year 06 before the Battle of Yavin The droning of his respirator was the only sound in the austere and quiet study until the sound of electronic doors whooshing open caught his attention. Then, there was the barely audible soft katink katink sounds of a bipedal droid's tiptoeing footsteps across the pristine black Kyrian marble floor. He listened to the sound of the stealthy footsteps, until the protocol droid had proceeded almost all the way across the room to his desk, and then he bellowed, Stop! Right there! E-3PO halted abruptly at the sound of the deep, booming voice and stood frozen in place, his silver outer armor glistening in the soft glare of the lamp discs. The large leather chair in front of him slowly turned on its swivel base to reveal the seated figure in the familiar menacing obsidian helmet and face mask, who was now glaring straight at him. Might I ask why you are standing in my private study? Well, sir, you yourself just ordered me to stop walking, therefore standing is my only option. Unless, of course, I were to sit, or perhaps to lie down. Silence, Vader interrupted. Do not patronize me, my overprivileged and unduly haughty assistant. I have had quite enough of your attempts at sarcasm. They are well beyond the farthest limits of what I deem acceptable from any protocol droid in my service. The silver droid remained silent, yet raised his metallic oval chin in what seemed a slight gesture of mild indignance. But Vader matched the gesture, while raising one finger slightly up from where his black-gloved hand rested on the arm of the leather chair, and then the droid suddenly tilted his head to look downward at his own torso, just as one of the bolts on his chest armor began to unscrew itself. Then the bolt fell to the marble floor, bouncing once before rolling across the room with a noisy, drawling, echoing sound. The shocked droid looked back up at the Sith Lord, who spoke more softly, but with no less menace in his black velvet synthesized voice. E-3PO, need I remind you that I wired you myself, and that I can just as easily unwire you myself, from three meters away, without so much as laying a hand on you, and without the mercy of disconnecting your tactile sensors first. The droid did not say a word, but simply stared back at Vader, who in turn made a small zigzag gesture in the air with the same raised finger of his gloved hand, and then the droid began speaking, only to find that his voice was suddenly malfunctioning and stuttering like a damaged recording. No, oh, oh, sir, I I am quite sure you do not need to remind me of that fact. I I am con- contrite, and I uh, uh, apologize most unreservedly. Very well, then. Apology accepted. Vader chuckled, returning his gloved hand to rest on the armchair. Now we shall return to the previous subject at hand, which was, Why are you here in my private study? Having forced the droid's contrition, if not its respect, Vader spoke calmly. Mask tilting slightly in a query as he spoke. You have repeatedly been instructed not to disturb me when I am in this room, unless it is a matter of extreme urgency. I do not see your hindquarters on fire, and so I will therefore assume your reason for disturbing me is not a pressing matter. The droid blurted out. But, sir, 
begging your pardon, I do believe that it is. You see, just a few moments ago, an Imperial shuttle entered the main hangar, and a package for you was delivered by Royal Guard Messenger. It is a gift from the Emperor, sir. Some assortment of elegant Sith libations and a variety of gourmet confections labeled for you and the Bast Castle staff, sir. And I couldn't help noticing there was a fine-grade machine lubricant included, which would be considered quite a delicacy elixir for a cybernetic such as, well, me and... Vader was growing ever more impatient, and barely suppressed the growl in his voice as he interrupted. In your verbal meanderings, you have still neglected to divulge the one piece of information I would find at all essential here. That being, why this concerns me with any pertinence whatsoever. The silver droid replied. Because, my lord, it is Sithmus and... But then the droid paused, sensing that he was at the end of Vader's patience and only a thin wire's breadth away from being dismembered by the angry Sith Lord. He then got to the point much more quickly. And because the Royal Guard left instructions for you to contact the Emperor immediately upon receipt of the gifts, it seems you are to also have the gifts distributed amongst the castle's kitchen staff before they're all dismissed for the holiday this evening which, if my internal timers are correct, is only a short while from now. With your permission, I will happily go and expedite that distribution of gifts, my lord, so that you may be spared the task and instead be free to contact the Emperor. Vader thought to himself a moment, gruffly. Sithus, I do not understand the need for such inane pomp and useless pageantry, especially in the Empire. Yet he set aside his frustration and replied to the droid with a somewhat calmer tone, a hint of resignation in his voice, as he mentally prepared to humble himself before the hologram of his master. Very well. You may proceed. Once I have spoken with the Emperor, I will contact you by comlink to confirm that you have completed the task. The droid made a perfunctory nod, then turned and hurried out of Vader's study in his usual shuffling tiptoe mechanical way, glad to be leaving the range of the Sith Lord's wrath. When he was certain he was far out of range of Vader's audio receptors and well on his way down the hall to the lifts, Ethripio swore softly to himself in his crisp metallic tenor. Ejota, I am only trying to be helpful. Someone certainly awoke with their underpinnings in an uproar today, even more so than usual. And with that, the silver protocol droid descended the lifts to attend to the task of gifting the kitchen staff. A little while later, the Sith apprentice sighed and rose to stand once again, stepping down from the hollow pad deck and then turning to walk quickly down the corridor of the empty castle. As he walked, the steady whoosh of the respirator's breathing cycle echoed in the circular atrium, joining in with the stern click of his boot heels as he strode across the marble floor. The footsteps disappeared to silence as he arrived at the lifts. Then a black-gloved hand waved across a small panel on the wall, causing the lift door to immediately open with a... Upon entering the lift, he waved again, and the door slid closed, leaving Vader alone with a much smaller space now with his own thoughts. Sithmus, but I should consider myself fortunate that because of the holiday, my master did not require too lengthy a hologram consultation. I am getting too old for such marathons of kneeling anyway. These knees were not designed for such to begin with. The subpar wiring in this left leg's neurojunctions would be only too happy for any excuse to short-circuit, a defect which is fortuitous only if I have the need to use my left leg as a jackhammer while it spins me involuntarily around in a circle as I am trying to catch up with it. That is always such an impressive maneuver to behold. 
when exhibited by a seven-foot-tall armored Sith Lord. The vocoder barely registered the sigh he issued forth in impatience as the lift car descended very slowly to the castle basement, and he muttered to himself very quietly, And now if these lift doors will kindly ever open sometime before sunrise, I can go find E-3PO and ascertain just why he's not answering my calm. A few moments later, Vader strode impatiently down the long hallway towards the servant's kitchen, still preoccupied with his own grumbling thoughts. Arg, Sith spit. Seventeen floors down to the dungeon level, just to locate a droid in the kitchen, when a simple comm paging should have sufficed. Why did I select an Imperial E-3PO unit in the first place? They are notoriously self-important, and of course I chose to program an AI personality into the thing on top of that. I should have known that droid would turn out to be nothing but willful, petulant, and whiny, and what in the name of... What is that insipid cacophony assaulting my audio receptors? Vader stopped, canting his helmet at an angle, and focusing his attention to discern the source of the sound. It was muffled music, emanating from the closed doors of the kitchen. Then, launching into determined strides, he stormed down the remainder of the hallway, bursting into the kitchen as the doors swept open with a force wave of his hand, only to be met with loud Sithmas carols being sung in some alien language, The Sith Lord stopped in his tracks, completely taken aback by the scene in front of him. Standing atop of one of the long metal countertops was a trooper from the hangar bay, now unhelmeted and swaying quite drunkenly while attempting to croon the words to a Sithmas carol using a large cooking spoon as a microphone device. And down on the floor sat another trooper, also unhelmeted and very drunk, holding up a death stick igniter and repeatedly flicking it aflame while calling out something slurred and indecipherable to cheer on the singing trooper and a couple of meters away dancing unsteadily with a can of the synthetic machine lubricant in his metallic hand was the now quite apparently intoxicated silver protocol droid E-3PO the kitchen staff was nowhere to be found and what remained of the gift basket of assorted Sith elixirs and exotic confections had not been distributed to the staff Instead, it had been well sampled by these three, the motley revelers who now populated the disheveled kitchen, which looked as though a Korriban cyclone had hit it. Clearly, there had been quite a wild revelry here, in a very brief amount of time. The Sith Lord raised a gloved hand, and the music halted instantly. Then his deep voice barked out, It seems I am arriving a bit late for the festivities. E-3PO started at the sound of Vader's voice and lost his balance, staggering and nearly falling over backward, and then simply burst out laughing, making a strange hiccuping sound which Vader had never heard the droid make before. The two troopers instantly began to scramble to put on their helmets, each trying not to laugh, and the trooper on the floor tried unsuccessfully to get to his feet, falling over repeatedly as his helmet slipped out of his hands and rolled several meters away. Vader's voice boomed again. Lieutenant Sparjewart, Seagar... Has your commanding officer given you leave? I didn't think so. You will be sleeping this one off in the brig. As Vader turned to address the other trooper, the first trooper dropped his helmet again, then picked up the helmet, cursed, and blurted out a slurred retort between hiccups, forgetting in his inhibition just whom he was so boldly and casually speaking. But, sir, it's it's Sithsmus. That's, That's no fair. The Sith Lord's temper ignited full force as he whirled around and raised his gloved hand, sending the startled trooper flying backward through the air to land in a large empty linen bin. And then, Vader's voice rumbled everything in the kitchen with its baritone roar. Sithmas is useless, outdated folklore. 
And not fair, you say? Fairness is not in my vocabulary. Perhaps you would prefer a more permanent form of reprimand. Not another word, Lieutenant. Report to the brig immediately, both of you. Get out of my sight. The second trooper staggered meekly and quickly over to help his fellow trooper who was attempting to climb out of the bin, and both troopers then slouched quietly out the door. Vader whirled around and walked over to the woozy protocol droid, then stood towering over him. The droid managed a flurry of botched, slurred words amidst mechanical laughter. Oh my goodness, sir, you, you're really, really, really tall, and I'm really, really, rather, rather dizzy. I'd, I'd better sit down. Yes, it's not my fault. I, I was, I decided to test the synth, synth, oh, whatever it is. I don't know where those two guys came from. Think they must live here. Reeling a bit and shaking his silver-domed head, Ethripio added, And I think I need to take leave myself for some rest. Vader clenched his fist, and the droid was silenced, slumping forward, its optical lights extinguished. The Sith Lord's curtly hissed reply followed. Your resignation is accepted. Reaching to open the droid's back panel, Vader was preparing to flip its kill switch and rip the recalcitrant robot's electronics to pieces with his bare hands, but then Palpatine's voice boomed loudly from somewhere behind him. Lord Vader. Vader froze, spun around, then stood there completely stunned. Floating several feet in the air directly in front of him was not the Emperor, but a luminous, slightly transparent figure in a long white Jedi tunic and brown robe, an apparition staring down at him with a slight lopsided grin. He recognized the apparition's shaggy long hair and boyish face instantly. It was his own visage, his former self, whole as he once was seemingly so long ago. He stammered almost involuntarily at the sheer incredulity of it. What in the... this... this must be some sort of force chimera. Of course. Master, it is you, isn't it? The Sith Apprentice instantly dropped to one knee and lowered his head as he'd done so many hundreds of times in his master's presence. But the apparition simply rolled its eyes and spoke again, this time using his own voice, or rather, the voice of his former self. Oh, get up, for Krenth's sake. I'm not the old coot. I just wanted to get your attention before you did something stupid. Vader looked up, now murmuring to himself. I must be dreaming, or this is some malfunction. This is preposterous. You are not real. You cannot be. You were a creation of my master, who is no doubt playing a joke. The apparition crossed its robed arms and merrily grinned the lopsided grin again, raising an eyebrow in a slight smirk. No, this is not a dream, not a joke, and not a malfunction. I am quite real, but I'm not your master. Vader stood and immediately clenched his fists. Then who are you? Identify yourself and cease this absurd prank right now. The Sith Lord tried to hurl a force blast at the apparition, but the energy simply passed right through its vaporous form, causing only a slight flicker and ripple. Then the apparition adopted an all-too-familiar frown and raised its voice. You know perfectly well who I am, Anakin Skywalker. The angered apparition then reached out a hand, pointed down, and arcs of blue electricity began to dance all around the floor at Vader's feet. The surprised Sith Lord backed up instantly at the sight of the treacherous electrical current, 
knowing it could fry his internal systems in less than a heartbeat. Though addled and confused by this gesture, his voice registered only a slight pensive hitch as he answered calmly, almost gruffly. That name no longer has meaning for me. The apparition's reply came snapping right back at him in his own familiar, arrogantly phrased, sarcastic tone. (laughs) Well then, Mr. Aloof with the bad memory, let's see if any of this has meaning for you. And with another wave of the ghostly hand, suddenly Vader was shown a panoramic series of images from his former life, rapidly replayed inside his mind's eye. Himself, pod racing as a child. Shmi Skywalker smiling at him. Himself as a teenaged Padawan returning to Watto's junkyard. The first moonlit Tuscan who fell under his furious blade. His bare feet walking across a sandy flat landscape. A sky brilliant with the hues of two setting suns. An agile yellow Delta Seven starfighter cavorting effortlessly through space. Obi-Wan shearing off his Padawan braid with the lightsaber at his Jedi knighting. Padme holding his gold mechanical hand, a gold ring on her finger. Vows being said. His hands on Padme's belly, feeling the force signature of beginning life within. Suddenly molten lava all around him. The blur of a blue blade shearing off his legs and left arm and his body falling helplessly towards the scorching black ground. Lava crawling up his back, raking his skin with it like a hellish tide as his eardrums melted and became deafened to his own screams of agony. Just then, Vader slammed his hands into the sides of his helmet, growling and choking back tears, and bellowing out an angry plea as random objects hurled themselves across the kitchen and several appliances exploded with a burst of sparks. Enough! No more! No more of this spirit! And then, almost as an afterthought, the anguished voice dropped to almost a barely perceptible murmur through the vocoder. No more, please. As the helmeted head lowered, silent moments passed as the wordless apparition waited, its blue glowing flicker reflecting across the impeccably shiny black armored dome. Vader didn't move. Beneath the helmet and hidden by the mask, his tear-stung eyes were closed and his jaw was clenched. Slowly, he regained his composure and looked up at what he could only accept and surmise was, in fact, his own ghost. The apparition crossed its arms once again and simply stared right back at him, finally speaking again. So, some things do still have meaning for you after all, don't they? (laughs) And after a moment's musing, the apparition encircled Vader in a force field by using his own formidable Sith energy effectively not only capturing the rest of his attention, but also rendering him temporarily unable to do little more than listen. Then the firm voice made no uncertain terms of its message, and the familiar frown and quirked brow punctuated it in the unquestionable brazen way that only he could. Wake up, Anakin, or Vader, or whoever it is you refer to yourself as now. Exactly why do you suppose it is that I'm here? I will tell you why I'm here. You... I am the ghost of Sithmas yet to come. I am you, and Vader, in just a few short years from now. The ghost of himself stepped closer to his corporeal armored form, its filmy blue luminous reflection mirrored in the gleaming black lenses which stared wordlessly back at it now, and it spoke again. Do not fool yourself into thinking for one moment that you are immortal, Sith. 
You haven't cheated death, and you never will. There's no amount of midichlorians that will spare your life. Just like there were none that could spare hers. Not one of us is immortal, not in the flesh, only the soul. As long as we don't sell it, or throw it away, your soul's fate is not sealed. You just stubbornly refuse to see that. The apparition half floated and half walked a few steps away again, looking the Sith Lord up and down, then continued. Tell me, Vader, when you close your eyes at night now, if you even sleep anymore, you've already begun to have the dream, haven't you? The dream where you see your suit of armor in flames. Yes, you have. You have seen your death. Then why can you not open your eyes and see your life? While you still have one. Vader did not reply, and though the force field around him was subsiding, he didn't move, only tilted his angular masked chin slightly downward as the words sunk into his psyche much to his dismay. His ghost continued, speaking less severely, but still with firmness, in a manner not unlike Qui-Gon might have spoken to him as an errant child so long ago. You will always be a Jedi to me. But if you insist on calling yourself a Sith Lord, if you insist on being one, then be an honorable one. That's how Shmi taught you to be. Enough with the petty temper tantrums, the whining and the negativity. You did enough of that as a Jedi. And another thing, quit breaking your droids. That just makes you seem childish and destructive. But most importantly, don't dwell on what you don't have anymore. Regardless of how powerful you think it makes you to dwell on such negativity, the day will come when you'll see that it doesn't. Instead, realize what good things you do still have. Like legs that work, loyal ranks, faithful servants, and a master who for all his quirks is still the man who saved your life. Treat them as though they matter, because they do. Believe you this, Sith Lord, they will not be around forever, just like you won't be around forever. And somewhere out there, Lord Vader, Anakin Skywalker, are your children. You might want to find them, and find yourself, before it's too late. The apparition turned and float-walked back to where Vader had first seen it. But the Sith Lord remained mute and in shock at the mention of his children as the ghost continued speaking while it flickered and began to fade away. There's much more that I could tell you. The trouble is, you wouldn't listen. Maybe you're not able to understand or to accept any of it yet. But you will be. You will be soon enough. The next time you see me, you will be me. And with that, the apparition began to fade, then dissolved into thin air. Suddenly propelled forward with angst and desperation and a thousand questions at once which he didn't quite know how to ask... Vader reached out but grasped only emptiness in his glove. After a moment, Darth Vader looked around the kitchen, hearing only the steady drone of his respirator. His gaze fell upon the stilled and silent protocol droid with its switch panel open. With a gesture of his black-gloved hand, the droid came back to life, weaving unsteadily on its feet as it looked around at the demolished kitchen. Oh, my! What happened here? The Dark Lord walked matter-of-factly to stand next to the droid, closing its switch panel and latching it before speaking. You apparently imbibed enough of the lubricant elixir to sauce a small army of droids. 
had some sort of a dancing and singing celebration in here with two stormtroopers, derailed everything from its proper place in the kitchen, and then promptly passed out of synthetic consciousness. Now, follow me. We're going to get you into an oil soak and see to a coolant flush for you, which will remedy the situation. And we will be stopping by the brig on the way back to my quarters. There are two detainees who were sent there by... my mistake. But that would be easy to fix. Vader paused, looking back to the spot where his own ghost had stood just a few moments before. I'm good at fixing things. Or at least, I once was. Perhaps, I can be again. Vader strode slowly towards the door of the kitchen, and the droid followed him, shuffling slowly along, the Dark Lord waving the lamp disc switches off as they passed through the doorway. Neither of them saw the faintly glowing figure who reappeared in the darkened kitchen and smiled as he watched them walk away, then disappeared back into the forest.